Would you give your mum, dad, aunt or that uncle who hugs your partner a little too long free access to your phone? Oh no! Oh my god, it's, it's a really long video! Ew! In Dave's brand new YouTube original, Get Off My Phone, we've got six comedians to give their phones over to a relative with total freedom to read messages, DMs, photos and browser history. What's your social history? Sorry? What to do? Tips for relief. The rules are simple. Their relative can read anything they want and even make calls from the comedian's phone. What is this? What is I know what this one is. That, that looks really okay. bad. Starring Tanya Moore, Anya Magliano, Finlay Christie, Travis J with his mum Angie Lamar, Hayley Morris, Grace Campbell and dad Alistair Campbell. Slightly sexually compromising <laughs> Divulging their deepest digital secrets. <laughs> what the hell is happening? Get off my phone. A Dave YouTube original. Available now on Dave's YouTube channel. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science. With beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Osea's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER. Hello and welcome to a podcasted version of Unspun with me, Matt Ford, which you can catch every Wednesday at 10 o'clock on Dave. This one features an abridged version of the TV show, including the interview with Ruth Davidson, the leader of the Scottish Conservatives. I think it's fair to say that, um, as well as talking some very interesting stuff about politics, there are a couple of things that Ruth said that I never thought, well, I never expected her to say, and I never thought I would hear a politician say to me, do enjoy. Welcome to Unspun, the show that takes British politics outside for a direct confrontation. Manol il Manol. In a week which, even by 2016 standards, was incredible, we'll be going to America to cover the biggest and most insane story in the world this week and finding out which party can implode faster, Labour or UKIP. But first... <laughs> a Labour councillor is facing a backlash over a dating profile that demanded his dates must not be tattooed, no bigger than a size 12, and be able to talk about more than just shopping. Among the first to condemn him was Labour's Tom Watson, who said, I don't want to go out with him anyway. <laughs> Health bosses at one of the three NHS trusts still providing homeopathy in England are to stop funding the treatment. 
the head of the Homeopathic Council reacted angrily, saying, how are we meant to heal people when funding has been watered down so much? <laughs> to which the NHS replied, you tell us, mate. <laughs> the Russian news agency Pravda is to open its first UK office in Edinburgh. Despite being a one-party state with no press impartiality and a leader hell-bent on attacking its neighbour, the newspaper still thought Scotland had much to offer. <laughs> Just when you thought that 2016 was starting to calm down, UKIP reminded us why they really exist. <laughs> As we mentioned on last week's show, UKIP leader Diane James resigned after just 18 days. She didn't even get to the end of the third week. I've had yoghurts that have lasted longer than <laughs> Diane James. Because of this, UKIP needs to agree their formal constitutional process for choosing another leader. Stephen Wolfe had enraged some of his colleagues by publicly supporting Theresa May, something that's provocative enough in the Tory party. To sort things out, UKIP MEPs held a clear-the-air meeting. <laughs> Half of their MEPs didn't attend, cos we don't need any European interference on air quality, thank you very much. <laughs> so, how did it go? UKIP Stephen Wolfe rushed to hospital after being punched in the face <laughs> at party meeting. So it was a clear-the-air meeting. Mike Hookham cleared the air out of Stephen Wolfe. <laughs> Live from the European Parliament, forget the rumble in the jungle, it's the beating in the meeting. <laughs> How does the UKIP argument escalate to that level? Hang on, did you just call me not a racist? You bastard! <laughs> Welcome back to Unspun. Now it's time for my special guest. She was one of the stars of the EU referendum TV debates and has managed to do the unthinkable, make people in Scotland like the Tories. Well, to an extent. <laughs> Fellas, <laughs> hold Pete back. It's Ruth Davidson. <laughs> Ruth, thank you very much for joining us. Delighted um, to be here. I have to say, that song looked like it was a bit of a struggle for Pete Wishart <laughs> to play. <laughs> um, being part of the union, Pete, was that an issue for you? I'm trying to make Ruth feel at home here with the flag. <laughs> I'm <laughs> delighted. Well, I actually am um, one of the few Tories that used to be in a union as well as in the union. So, um, so yeah, I was in the NUJ for ten years. Oh, there so, you go. So you've been yeah. in three unions. Well, I, you know, I, I like fighting for unions. What can I say? <laughs> I'm nothing if not consistent. <laughs> uh, but Pete, you're cool. Well, you know, Ruth and I agree we should be part of the European Union, hopefully. <laughs> There's some common ground there, after all. <laughs> there is yeah. common ground there. Um, now, w w a lot of the show we've talked about UKIP and Mike Hookham uh, allegedly punching Stephen Wolfe. Just nominative determinism at work, wasn't it? It was brilliant. It's just, I just saw all of these sort of Sunday tabloid headline writers just eyes lighting up when they heard who it might have been. Doesn't matter if it was him or not, but just the idea that it was somebody called Hookum that had flattened some lad. <laughs> you know, it's just brilliant. You know, uh, writes uh, itself. And from UKIP, so hit him with a hard right. Well, there you uh, go. Uh, <laughs> um, but you, you're potentially dangerous because you're in the TA mm -hmm. and you do kickboxing. Well, I used to do kickboxing. I'm, I kind of don't really bend in the middle anymore. So um, I kind of just do a bit of normal boxing now. So um, yeah. Just the normal boxing? Just the normal boxing, yeah. So if, if Mike Hookham uh, allegedly tried to attack you, how would you deal with him? Um, well, I, I don't think it's for a family show. Um, <laughs> oh, this isn't a family show. Oh, well, that's fine then. <laughs> um, I, I think that I would be able to um, outfox the old fox. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Now, you got yourself into... Uh, it's not fair to say trouble, but um, there was a bit of a tension around uh, a, a lobby lunch speech 
you gave yeah. uh, in Westminster after the EU referendum, <laughs> littered with a variety of jokes and fairly outrageous phrases. Um, yeah, in, in my defence, um, I, I'm not a member of the Parliament of Westminster. I sit in the Parliament in Scotland, so I'd never been to a Westminster lobby launch before. And I was taking advice and I was told, you know, bring some jokes and a good newsline and the jokes stay in the room and the newsline is, is what makes it into the papers, no problem. And I just... It was the day in between Theresa May becoming leader of the Tory party and then becoming prime minister. So there was that Tuesday in between and I happened to be in Downing Street that morning and I had a, a meeting with um, the prime minister then who was uh, David Cameron, and then a meeting later with, with Theresa May. Um, and in between, they actually... David Cameron took Theresa May up to shore the flat in number 10. So, I don't know what he was doing. Like, this is the thermostat, love. The bins go out on a Tuesday. <laughs> Sam and I have left your bottle of wine in the fridge for when you and Philip move in. You know, I, I don't know. But um, I, he asked me what I was doing in, in London after I was seeing him, and I said that I was doing a lobby lunch, and I was a bit nervous about it because I'd never done one. And he told me just, you know, all he wants is risky jokes, so the more risky, the better. Now, it turns out that his idea of a risque joke <laughs> and my idea of a risque joke are slightly different things, cos he hasn't spent his whole adult life working in Scottish newsrooms or running around fields with army officers and uh, colour sergeants who have a very colourful turn of phrase. So, um, so yeah, I apparently... I made a bit of a stir, and I'm really sorry if I let my country down, I let my school down, I let my mum down, and I'm really sorry. Um, so, yeah. Because one, one of the great lines from it, and this is uh, the Tory leadership contest had been cut short at the time, Labour's was still going on, and you said, Labour's still fumbling with its flies while the Tories were enjoying a post-coital cigarette after withdrawing our massive Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> It's one of those things that if you could do it differently, perhaps you'd tone it down just a smidge. <laughs> <laughs> so Cameron and, and May, how do uh, they differ as prime ministers, as people? Um, well, I, I think... Um, I mean, David Cameron's really kind of at ease in the room. He kind of strides in, sort of chest puffed out, and, and everybody sort of turns their head to, to look at them. She's much more quiet, much more reserved. But um, in, in private, actually, I, I think quite a lot of people think Theresa May's... Um, you know, not very sort of ebullient, but she's um, she's got a really, really dry sense of humour. You, you call her Big T. I, I am. <laughs> my missus, my, my partner, uh, is is from from Ireland and is a, a new study of, of British politics and Scottish politics. And uh, she has joked in the house because uh, Theresa May is quite tall and I am very short. Uh, and and my partner has has, has met her and and uh, started joking about in the house, calling her Big T when she was on the telly, which I then started adopting and realised that I have to not do it in front of her. Um, <laughs> and then it kind of got out that. We, when we're talking about my work and stuff in the house, that I, I have occasionally called her that, but, um, sorry. Oh, no, it's, <laughs> it's fine. I mean, it's obvious where the nickname comes from, but I had a mate called Big T, uh, but we called him that just because uh, he was a fat bugger who liked a big T. And, right. Uh, <laughs> I'll take, take it Theresa May doesn't uh, like a big T. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm, uh, but as, as you know, as, as, as many people um, know, she um, is one of the, the uh, very high-profile people with diabetes and has obviously had to change her diet significantly to deal with that. I think she's a really, really good example and a really good role model for people who are suffering with chronic and long-term conditions to show that you can absolutely do anything uh, as long as you're making sure that you're working with your doctors to manage things. So I take my hat off to her for having the stamina for the job because being the leader of a G7 nation, particularly right now, is a tough job. And being the leader of any political party is a tough job. Um, you lead the Scottish Conservatives. Um, what's it like being a Conservative in Scotland? Um, a lot less lonely than it used to be. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, 
mean, I, I think, um, you know, it's no sort of secret that we've, uh, I would tactfully say, underperformed at elections in, in uh, the last few years. Um, we're, we're now kind of on the road back, but I see the election that we've just had where we leapfrogged over Labour and put them into third for the first time in over six decades um, as a step on the road, and it's a, a platform to build on, and, and, you know, that's not the height of my ambitions, which is total world domination, as you know, Matt. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, on, the, on, the, on the steps on the road to total world domination, um, <laughs> does that include, at some point, standing for a Westminster seat, do you think? Um, I, to be honest, I get asked this quite a lot, and I, I do have to slightly point out to people who, you know, for example, might live within the M25 bubble, mm. um, that actually being the leader of the party in Scotland is quite a lot bigger job than being a backbencher or the paperclip mm. minister in the Cabinet Office down south. So Don't slag Kevin off. I did that oh, job. No, no. He's the shadow paperclip minister. No, no, sorry, sorry. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm kind of... I've got a pretty big job in my hands, so um, I'm kind of happy where I am, thanks very much. So, um, let's say you do get total world domination. Mm. Um... What would your main priorities be? Uh, it, it, in this hypothetical world domination, it's a, it's a puppy for everyone. Uh, I've, oh, nice. I've, I've recently got a wee cocker spaniel, so, uh, you know, that's... Uh, it. But um, in terms of my policy um, mm. projections, um, it's getting education right, cos if you get that right, then you get absolutely every other policy right. You get um, e economics right, it means that you get jobs right, it means that you get opportunities right. So making sure that you get schools further and higher education right that's the way in which it works. It's good to talk serious politics. So, uh, mm. uh, about the puppies... Um... <laughs> well, thanks for noticing. People are going to think I was... I was not... That's, I was all on the... There's no... Uh, there's a cutaway of me like that. <laughs> which I've now given them. Um... <laughs> um <laughs> oh, Ruth. <laughs> oh, Matt. <laughs> so, um, if... About the other puppies. Um, mm. What if I didn't want one? What if I was more of a cat person? Hypothetically, cos I'm not... Well, you know, I'm all into the devolution of powers to the lowest level possible, so you can make that individual choice. But with individual choice comes individual responsibility, so you have to look after that cat and not let Donald Trump anywhere near your pussy. <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> this or, is not how I thought this interview was going to go tonight. Do you no, know that? Nor me. And can I say, I'm delighted. <laughs> um, you've been a fabulous guest. Thank you so much for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. Ruth Davidson. Thank you. Super. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Before MP4 players out, there's just enough time to have a look at next week's news. The UKIP National Executive Committee meets to set its leadership election timetable. While nothing has been confirmed yet, it's thought this will take the usual UKIP format. Twelve rounds of three minutes, bare-knuckle, manor ill manor. <laughs> this Friday sees the unveiling of a bronze bust of William the Conqueror at Berkhamstead Castle. Amber Rudd will then ask for King William to be deported as he's French, out of work, and has exceeded his visa by nearly a thousand years. <laughs> And the SNP conference will start in Glasgow. Among the topics being debated are how to make the case for a second independence referendum, how to win a second independence referendum, and does anyone have any other ideas apart from a second independence <laughs> referendum? <laughs>
Well, that's it for this week. Thanks to my guest, Ruth Davidson. And now to play us out, it's MP4! <laughs> There you go, that was Ruth Davidson, uh, who was absolutely superb and a pleasure to speak to, as all the guests have been uh, so far this series. There's one episode left that will be available at the same time next week, and you can catch Unspun every Wednesday on Dave at 10pm. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Would you give your mum, dad, aunt or that uncle who hugged your partner a little too long free access to your phone? Oh no! Oh my god, it's, it's a really long video! Ew! In Dave's brand new YouTube original, Get Off My Phone, we've got six comedians to give their phones over to a relative with total freedom to read messages, DMs, photos and browser history. What's your social history? Sorry? What to do, tips for relief. The rules are simple. Their relative can read anything they want and even make calls from the comedian's phone. What is this? What is I don't want this one. That, that looks really okay. bad. Starring Tanya Moore, Anya Magliano, Finlay Christie, Travis J with his mum, Angie Lamar, Hayley Morris, Grace Campbell and dad, Alistair Campbell. Slightly sexually compromising people. <laughs> Divulging their deepest digital secrets. <laughs> what the hell is happening? Get off my phone, a Dave YouTube original. Available now on Dave's YouTube channel. <laughs>